makes you focus your energy everything at just an unbelievable high level basically like literally like feeling like iron man within 30 minutes welcome back game of lifers to another episode of the game of life podcast and this will be the third and final installment of my story as told by new york times best-selling author rafe bartholomew in episode one and two rafe and i dive deep into basically everything in my life from my journey of how i got into doing what i've been doing traveling over 40 countries of the world training over 100 nba players being basically a life consultant for for players at the highest level athletes at the highest level the development of athlete of the future we go deep on everything but you're gonna have to go back into the archives to check out episode one and two probably a good idea before you go into three just like any movie you see you're not going to the third episode before you see one and two same thing with my story in this podcast and it's just been an absolute blessing to have Rafe uh, take his time to interview me not for my own personal gain but just to see like sit back and just take a deep breath and realize how far God has taken me on this journey and how fun this journey has been just you get the you get the choice every single morning when you wake up to create your own day to create your own adventure guided by the Lord is, is what I believe and it's just it's, it's so much fun to see like how I how I started and like sleeping in uh, airports and just traveling all over the place, doing whatever it took to achieve my goals and, and reach my goals on this this amazing platform that I've been given. And the great thing is, for all you out there listening, I know if I can do this and achieve my goals that I set out to achieve, and still have so many goals that I that I want to achieve, I, I never, I'm never just content and stopped. I'm content, content in this in the sense that I'm joyful in the moment and in what I have been given, but always trying to strive for more. And I know if I can do it, all of you guys out there can do it and reach your goals. And on this third and final installment of my story as told by Rafe Bartholomew, we're going to talk deep into the NBA training world. What goes on behind the scenes? We'll talk about living in LA and more, more in sense, living out of an airport. Talk about the secret gym where all NBA players come to train. Uh, picking the next countries that I want to visit. I pick countries so I can see the entire world through basketball. We'll talk about ketone ester, which is basically like making you into Superman, truly Superman, and how that relates to the athlete of the future development that I am doing with a lot of players right now. And that I'll be giving talks on in the fall, in the winter, and in the upcoming years throughout the world, and how you can join in and be a part of that program. We'll also talk about not letting comparisons steal your daily joy, which is one of the biggest things. We all have anxieties. We all have fears. We all have wondering what's coming next, but how you live in the day, how you live in the moment, and how you don't let comparison of anything else or success of this world steal your daily joy. All that covered on this episode of the Game of Life podcast. So buckle up, get ready. Race about to bring it to you. Here we go. There's a time and a place for that for sure. That's a really good question because yeah. some guys will come in a lot. Of, I mean, mm-hmm. guys will have a misconception of who they are and who I mean who they really are and yeah. who they think they are. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, everybody kind of thinks they're a little bit better yeah. than themselves. Like, I mean, sure, I always thought that when I was playing too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll let them like that's the part where I'll ask them what they want to get better at, what they want to improve at, and 
if there's parts of that, like they'll say, okay, I want to learn, I want to learn separation and try to be like, do the, they think and they want to learn yeah. step backs, but then I'll show them clips in the NBA of the best players at separation and how they're actually using it. Mm-hmm. And then they're kind of thinking, they'll be like, oh, shoot, okay, okay, this is how we want to do it instead of like, okay, there's not many LeBrons or Greek right. freaks that are going to be able to isolate you and have that opportunity. And we'll do a lot of like, just I mean, breaking down exactly where their shots came from in the game, and they'll—I mean, for the most part, they'll understand it when we sit down and talk about that. And, and I've been blessed to be able to have a lot of relationships with, like, about half the NBA GMs are good friends, and I'll consult for them on free agents or draft players. So I've built up their trust, and and like I can reach out to them or coaches throughout the league. And be like, okay, your guys out here working with me, um, and you know how some coaches right. can get territorial on us. Be like, I want to just continue to work with what you guys are working on, and get like the game plan from them. So yeah. I make sure I'm empowering the coaches and the team and the player, and everybody's winning. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure coach. You know, I mean, some coach who doesn't want his guy, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, having those kind of possessions, probably, you know, is yeah. probably, you know, yeah. I can see them coming to you and be like, why, why, what are you, what are you putting in my, this, this guy's head? <laughs> exactly, because that's the worst thing that can happen too. And and I caught myself like realizing that one time, but like, why am I battling with what a, a coach is doing? I mean, that's that's where he's got to go. I can't say, hey, this coach is doing something wrong. You're better than that. I mean, let's just let's just build you up yeah. with it. and then I mean if the opportunity comes where you're able to develop that skill set I mean you have that role then we can address it yeah um and uh <laughs> do they uh oh I mean in, in some ways is it almost like I don't know is it almost like cultivating the opposite brand of like the sort of the big the, the sort of the like if is it almost like like all right so if you there's the this is like the Instagram brand or, and then it seems like it, by being a little bit more low key, you're, you know, you, you can, you can have a reputation with, with teams, with GMs, with just someone that they, you know, like, all right, we're just going to, you know, like I can deal with, that's a good point. Deal with him, yeah. and, and I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to get, no one's going to take a picture of me and yeah. call me up online. No one's going to, yeah. you know, it's just and like, it's a really good point. I guess I really, I really thought about that, but yeah, I hope. I hope that um, I mean I just talked with two yeah. GMs today before we got together and like everything that they said I'll keep confidential and, uh, and it's just like they'll check in with you like yeah. what do you think of these guys or exactly. how yeah. is he doing it like sometimes do they sort of talk about players on their teams or on other teams both yeah like, both like potential trades potential yeah. free agents like because I've been able to like the thing that they don't have that I have is like I have personal relationships right. with them okay. I'll know them on and off court and everything about them so that's the stuff the intel that they mm-hmm. that they really need too so they'll know that i'm going to give them a, an honest opinion of it too and like the guys that i'm working with obviously i really really enjoy working with them and i'm gonna you know i gotta if i said every player's the next michael jordan then i would have no no trust in of the in the nba world from the gm so yeah i mean it works i mean it works both ways and it just it's all about the relationships and trust mm-hmm. Um, um, do you is it at this like how long have you been staying here in LA now I've been here in LA probably like officially three years after Brooklyn okay but I was I guess I would kind of say LA was home the years before that I mean airport but I was at LAX a lot just staying with friends out here 
So yeah, probably about five years, I guess. Um, and I guess the, the um, from what is it, especially the way that you know the LA has sort of become the the unofficial home of the league. Oh man! Is if for if you're working with players like you know in, in any capacity, like do you kind of feel like you have to be here now, or is it is it or is there just a big advantage to being here? I think there's an advantage to being here. But, I mean, I just absolutely love being here, yeah. so I don't ever feel like I have to be here. I feel like I'm blessed to be here, and I just I just became even more blessed to be here by realizing how close I am to the beach. If I leave at yeah. 6.30 in the morning, I can get down there and spend my mornings working out on the beach and praying on the beach. Mm-hmm. And So I, I love being here. But, yeah, it is a, just an absolute hub for everybody being here, coaches, players, GMs. Like some pickup games that we had at UCLA last year were just I mean it was it was the coolest it was playoff level atmosphere basketball with like Harden going at DeRozan LeBron KD like every top player came out here and it was just kind of kept under the wraps like nothing was blown up there's some of them went out to New York and there's a trainer out there that posted everything out there and just got super huge by posting it out there but we I, like I gotta watch like I gotta watch the best in every situation. Like I gotta watch Harden how he uses his hands offensively to throw defenders off him. Like I gotta watch that up close. I gotta watch. What do you see, I'm curious. What does that mean? He uses his hands. Yeah, He's it's like, a, like like hand fakes. Like no, no, no. no. So it's like, it's it's what I teach players, and it's something I never realized. You know how most most offensive players are feeling like they have to protect the yeah, ball yeah, away from the defense, yeah, yeah. so the defense has the advantage, right? Harden, while handling the ball, is throwing guys' hands off him. So he's okay. always in control of the defender. And he, whenever he gets that just slight first step on you, uh-huh. the little hesitation, yeah. he's, he controls the body. Right. And it's just it was, the, it was the coolest thing to see up close. And then to be able to see Kyrie's ability to finish around the rim or like Chris Paul just directing traffic of players he hasn't always played with and stuff. And, and knowing that some of these big-time blockbuster moves – are going on right here in that gym those guys talking and playing together so i mean it's 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 super special to see and the level of intensity of and that's why basketball is so great like these guys are in the off season they're flying out to la in their off season to play pickup in front of nobody in a gym that's has no air conditioning and like weird lighting and they're just going at it and it's like I wish people could see it, but I also want to keep it like right. low key. Well, I mean, it's, this one of the magic of it is that it, it you know, yeah. it's the only time these guys are playing, yeah. not in front of on, on a giant stage. Exactly. Um, and like, how much of I mean, now with you know agencies and things running their pre-draft out here, it seems. I mean, it just seems like there's the the. You know the, the the cottage industry of 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 yeah. you know trainers is sort of growing to feed the, the the sort of the L.A. area because of all like the critical mass of of you know off season pros guys yep. you know coming back from Europe it's just everybody's around here yep. Um, Everybody, it's the bas- it's the basketball mecca, man. Like if you wanted to, if you wanted to live in Indianapolis, like you know, <laughs> how much harder would it, would it be to, to to have this kind of you know like this kind of work it'd probably be pretty tough but i mean i guess to that point one of, one of my best friends and someone else who i actually lived out here in la with ed Schilling, used to run it out in indianapolis and he got some big time pros he got basically everybody out of the midwest would come to him so. indianapolis is all there's so many guys yeah there's so many NBA guys literally from it, yeah that's true too but i mean it can't it can be done i think yeah. it just comes down to like 
I mean, L.A. is very convenient for guys, but I like guys that come out to me to work with me, not to be in L.A., but to actually work with me. So I think no matter where you're at, like guys, guys that really want to learn and guys that really want to get better and improve will seek out and hopefully weed out the ones that are fakes compared to the ones that really know what they're doing. What do you like more? I mean, uh, do you... Like, would you rather, you know, be in a team with a team as a shooting coach or, or, or you know, a player development coach, you know, on the on the staff or, or kind of the way you're Man. out and, you know, a little bit of everything? Yeah, it's such a good question. It's something I've just bounced back and forth with a lot. And I've had some I've had some offers that I've turned down from teams. It just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right situation. And I think I think. Like I absolutely love being able to do what I do right now, and I, and and I just want to. I mean, I like if people ask me what my end goal is. I don't really know. Like I just love doing this and, and serving players. But I mean, there's also that draw of being with the team, just the camaraderie of a team. And I think it would come down to just being the right fit with coaches that I love to be around, people that I really like working with, going to battle with every single day, a culture that's all about empowering players, positive and not having to look behind your back and wondering if this guy's trying to one-up you or something like that. Where there's, con- I mean, as, as petty as that seems, that's... Oh, I mean, people are ambitious everywhere. You right, know, it's I mean, 80% of the yeah, NBA, if yeah. we want to be honest about it. There's, I mean, everybody says, oh, let's be the Spurs, let's be the Spurs. But until everybody's actually on the same page yeah. and actually everybody for the same goal, no one will ever be the Spurs like that. So I think it would come down to be like the right situation with coaches, with GMs, with uh, just people you really want to grow with. And if that situation came around, and then I would, yeah, I would probably, I would probably do it with the team. Yeah, I mean, I talking to Kevin earlier, he's kind of like, yeah, I mean, unless you, you know, unless you, unless unless you're dead set on that goal of trying to be a, a head coach, you know, maybe there's no need to, you know, to to, to yeah. jump on the on the back bench, you know, on the yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I've I've talked to a lot of. NBA coaches about it mm-hmm. and head coaches assistant coaches and got a lot of different opinions from yeah. a lot of different guys um, how was the year in Brooklyn like how did you like was it? Yeah. yeah it was it was interesting it was a great experience because my first like real NBA with the team experience right. but it was also like I came in mid-year I don't know how much the coaches really yeah. wanted me to be there and it was just kind of it was I mean it was all it was I loved every minute of it, but to say it was the best, the best situation, the best, I mean, culture organization-wise at the time, probably not as much. Right, right. Well, yeah. Dude, it's been a rough few years out there. Yeah, but they're, they've got great people there now. I think they I, – I love their GM, Sean. Yeah. I love Trajan. I, I like all the guys out there a lot, and I think they're going – they're yeah. definitely going in the right direction. Um. How much, how much, how much camps and clinic kind of kind of stuff do you still do? Uh, I mean, just whenever I can. Yeah. I mean, I, I still have my countries that I go to at the certain times of the uh-huh. year and the spots that I that I know get great turnouts yeah. and, the, and the people that I like to see and and I'll still I'll, I'll still try to if I don't have to be here in the United States the whole time I'll mm-hmm. still try to use it as a way to see the world and pick three countries that I want to go visit yeah. and travel to and actually just like see and enjoy their culture and then I'll find somebody there in that country 
some international school or something and be like, hey, let's do a camp. Let's do it. They'll line it up. I'll come over there, get to use it as business and basketball, and then also get to see the world and experience the culture. Is it usually that easy? You just sort of look at, like, what's, 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 the, <laughs> what's, the, what's the, yeah, what's the, what's the, what, how do you set it up? Is it, what's the best place to try and set that up? You started with, like, a, you look for, is it an international school? Is yeah, it usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give away too many of my secrets, everybody take them, but no, yeah, like, it'll be mainly through a connection of somebody that mm-hmm. I already know. Like, someone will put in a word of mouth, like, yeah. they should look at bringing this guy in, somebody that I don't know in that country, uh-huh. or if it's an international school, or it's a professional team over there. Right. That's kind of how we'll go about Someone, it. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, it's everything's relationship, uh-huh. you know, word of mouth, recommendation. Um, and uh, I mean, how, what has there ever been a country? Been a country that you basically just sort of like cold called your way into? Because you wanted to visit. Did you get there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like where? Which? What was the trip? Like, oh man, I got them right now. I've got, I've got like six of them lined up in Europe. I'm just waiting to be able to go over where? there. What countries? Uh, Germany, Belgium, France, uh, Egypt, Iceland. Um, yeah, those are the spots so that I got. You got, got it all lined up. Oh, I, I've got it. Yeah. I've got it all. I've got it all lined up, and if I ever get the time, if I'm not with the team this fall, uh-huh. then I'm over there this fall for sure, going on my Europe trip. Um, but so you, you say that you still like sort of like camps are still kind of like they'll make. That you'll make more off of camps than off training guys and camps are, yeah, camps are still like the majority of the income, and that's wow. why that's why the necessary yeah. evil of being yeah. like, well, I got a picture with this guy or that guy, like right. you still have that to, help, and that helps with the, the kids, kids too. Love, yeah, yeah, the kids love it and stuff, and the players, the NBA players that I work with, understand that and support that. They're like, yeah. yeah, man, if you can go make money off camps, we'll help you in any way possible. Yeah, how I mean, how protective are those guys of that kind of stuff now? I mean, they might, obviously they know what's going on. Yeah, uh-huh. and I think guys that I mean that you don't have relationships right. with might be a little bit different. Yeah. But the guys that I work with are, right. I mean, close friends now, and like they'll ask me if there's anything that they can do for me to help me. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. it's cool to have it that way instead of have to feel like you're asking them. Um, how much? Uh, I mean, yeah, how much of the the, the sort of the skill coach field is? I mean. Is, you feel like it's getting a little like crowded with I mean are there, are there guys who are I don't know yeah I know what not you mean. qualified or you know yeah I mean all you have to do is really take a picture with the guy and say this is my guy and then I mean everybody's gonna yeah. believe you that sees a picture online like oh you work with him and like you can do I and mean, you don't have to get any kind of qualification to be a, a skills trainer and like yeah. yeah, I mean I used to let that bother me now but like I don't like I feel like players that are smart they'll realize which ones are which guys are fake and which guys aren't and they'll realize I mean mean, who's going to really care for them and put the work into them and um, and I also see like if it's if it's that big a business and there's that many opportunities that's only I mean the more that are doing it that's only better for business Um, I guess it also helps you that you kind of came in from the uh, I mean you came in about as organically as you could just you know you already yeah you already knew guys and it was just sort of you, yeah yeah you almost fell you know it's like you sort of fell into it and we're doing it oh yeah there was like even like five years in i was like yeah. what do i want to do with my life i don't know and i was like man this is actually <laughs> it's 
been a, this is a ton of fun. I love this ride that I'm on. Let's just keep right. going with this. Oh, I don't the uh, when you did the uh, the record, um, you know, was that were you thinking like with. Were you thinking, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta put something on social media, or was that you just? Oh, the world yeah, record? Yeah, yeah. No, that was just me, just like competing. Yeah, that was where uh, Dave Hopla had the record, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'll get, I, I got a bug in me, like I'll just have to compete and compete, and you know, I'll just do it until I get mm-hmm. it, and yeah, so that was just me, just just really wanted to <laughs> have a record. Right, right, right. Yeah, because that, I mean, that was a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And that was I feel like that was before the I don't know whatever whatever we're calling this now when everybody is like you know yeah. competing on Instagram yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know put up the most uh, something the, the most impressive like advertisement it's, man yeah to the max for sure everybody's got their own personal video guys now and just like yeah the whole training world has gotten out of control and like growing up I never had a trainer like I never like I would just go out I'd watch watch games and go out and try to emulate what they did in my in my driveway now kids now kids a day which which I, I love that they like this because it's shoot that's how I make my income a lot of it but like they'll have to to even get on the basketball court they'll have to have a trainer with them yeah. and show them exactly what to do it's like really it's weird like, I don't know I mean I don't know when it's how when when the shift came I don't it, know because like no, you don't see kids don't like, and it's still like you see, still see kids uh, want to they, like they're working hard. You know, they want to work hard. They want to you know play ball, but they also but like the the just go play doesn't exist really. Anymore. <laughs> I know that's that's true. That's why everybody needs to go down to the Philippines or Africa yeah, you see, and get a slap <laughs> in the face that they don't need a trainer. Just go play. I mean, you know, actually, that's one thing I still love about the Philippines. You see guys oh, man, who, every you know, I mean, because you see kind of this, there's still like this world of self-taught basketball. Yeah. If you, the people who have played their whole lives, yeah. but barely ever been coached, you know, basically learn to shoot from their uncles who learn yeah. to shoot from their uncles and they could be doing, I mean, it, it, you see a lot of effective bad like shots that you don't see anywhere else like damn what, what is he what, what did he just do there because they love it man <laughs> right. they're out there 24 7 playing right around um i guess like i don't know do you worry like if uh, you know you see it especially at the youth level getting kind of more and more um professionalized that like one Maybe, you know, maybe like some of the, the competition, the creativity disappears from the game. Um, although, nah, you, the, the, the best guys still are the best. They, they still the best are still the best, yeah. But like, but then also just sort of like it, 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 it puts up, I don't know, it like it puts up another barrier to entry, like a sport that used to be the cheapest to play. And you know you couldn't. You, true. All you you know you, even if you didn't have a basketball, you could show up at the court and, and somebody would. Yeah. Um, now, you know, a lot. You now there's this sort of assumption that oh well, you know, if you're serious, you 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 have you're paying a trainer. You you. Yeah, it just depends, man. Like I still like. I mean, you look at LeBron or yeah. Kobe. Like they didn't have any big trainers, or Jordan have any trainers of the best that ever played. Like I think you can get even better if you don't have a trainer or if you have somebody who can put you through a workout and you tell them what you do like bad for business to say that but in all honesty like i think the best ones are able to watch and Mm -hmm. learn from what they're watching instead of have instead of the need to have somebody tell you what to do yeah that's cool um 
don't know what else. Is there any any, any other favorite stories from 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 traveling that um, come to mind? Not that really that come to mind. I mean, it's just my next my next big thing that I'm trying to do with players is. And, and not just with players, but be able to learn from these guys and, and help teach these guys on everything. I call it the athlete of the future, where it's where it's their nutrition, where it's their sleep, it's their mentality, it's mm-hmm. their longevity, recovery, on court, off court, everything they're doing, and helping them become the best, the absolute best version of themselves they can be. So I've, oh, throughout these travels and relationships, I've got to be able to become really good friends with Kobe Bryant's nutritionist or Michael Jordan's skills coach or um, let's see, Ronaldo's sleep coach. Mm-hmm. So I got people at the highest level, the highest level in their fields. So I'm able to, I, I've got a team around me now. If I've got a player I'm working with individually, like I can give them just the best of the best and they start training like an athlete would 10 years from now, training now. Like the only yeah. people doing it right now, like a Tom Brady, right. if you watch what he's doing or LeBron, Investing a million five in his body and like only the best of the best right. doing it. But like ten years from now, I think everybody's gonna be doing it like that. And so I'm trying, I'm trying to develop right. that with guys. Some more right available, less expensive. Yeah. More. I'm trying to develop that with guys now, and then be able to use that too uh, to help more people. Like mm-hmm. I mean, to help more people in their overall lives. Go right. out and give talks on like this is how the top athletes in the world, NBA players, train their mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to share that with them because I'm behind the scenes able to do it. And then, I mean, just your local average Joe is able to be like, okay, this is what he's doing, man. I can get some motivation, inspiration out of that. I can do that too. With, like, those, with, like, the the, sort of the more, the the new technology that's out there and just new techniques, how much, is there, I mean, you ever, like, is there some percentage of all that, all these new, all the new innovations that you look at and you're like, like this, like how much is there some percentage of that's basically just like, yeah. you know, con artistry, the people being like sell, sell, you know, yeah. selling something that looks cool, but like it isn't really doing anything. Like how do you separate the, the good from the bad there? Yeah, there is definitely a lot of that, but everybody's, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's trying to make right, a buck in their, their own, own hustle, business, yeah. their own hustle. So I respect that, but I mean, that's why I'll try everything. Like yeah. I'll have a lot of companies send me things. Things and like I'll try it and if I think it can actually help a player then I'll be like okay we'll yeah. do it like I had a sleeping device where it would track everybody's progress throughout the day their workload how they slept and I'd have a few a few of my NBA players were all on a team together so mm-hmm. I could look in the morning and be like okay how do he sleep that night how was his work like what workload did he have in mm-hmm. so I could just tell them like where they're at and how they need to train the next day and prepare the next day and like things like that like yeah. I'll, I'll like to be able to do that so or what is it try tracking like like when I say workload, is it tracking like biometric stuff? It like tracks that? everything. It tracks their HRV, their heart rate variability. It tracks the, I mean, yeah, like the load that they put in that day, yeah. the distance they've traveled, the ex, like the excursion yeah. from a workout, uh-huh. and just like literally everything super in depth. And like stuff like that, like I really like because it's going to be able to give me a way to. Uh, track what my guys are doing even more and then I mean there's there's a, there's a ton of things I've got so many shooting things that have been sent to me like this will help your guy become a better shooter but and then I'll, I'll use them with guys just to keep things fresh sometimes and see if they like it but at the end of the day it what, all comes like, what down what kind of devices are, what kind of what, what, what's a shooting device that someone will send you like, man there's just so many yeah. there's so many of I them. still remember like back in I mean yeah I'm 35 so it's like it would be 
You know, strength shoes. Oh yeah, I used to use the jump soles and jump soles. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I never saw. I, I only saw, I only saw like the the. Yeah. You know, so those weird yeah. the weird dribbling gloves, the ball handling uh, gloves. So I, what are those? I, I never understood what the ball handling gloves. Were I don't know, do. man. All I know is those jump soles. I wore them and tried them all the time, and my vertical is <laughs> about negative. Um, what's the sleep device? What like or what's the, I mean? Oh, what was, what was your sleep routine that you were talking about earlier? Man, so I, like I said, I've been able to learn from the best sleep coaches there. So I'll make sure I have completely blackout lights. Um, I'll take zinc, magnesium, uh, B12 before bed. Um, I won't eat two hours before bed. I'll have blue light blockers that I'm wearing. I'll have a sleep mask. I'll have white noise going um i've got a thing called the chili pad that goes underneath my bed and it regulates the temperature of my my bed to 57 degrees sleeping in the cold is much more efficient and you get much deeper sleep um let's see i've got uh, like an automatic wake up white light that'll put white light i've got uh, uh a thing that i put in my ears that in the morning that like wakes up my brain that's like regenerating light going through your ears to wake up your brain so there's uh yeah i got a lot of things going and that's just that's just a little bit i mean that's just a that's just the tip of the the iceberg there man part of go look at my cabinet over there and you'll see every health nut i've got right in my in my in my fridge there i've got a whole thing of bone broth that kobe bryant's nutritionist taught me how to make so i mean it's it's a whole lifestyle, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's sort of part of it. Seems almost like part of it is also like making yourself a, a guinea pig, like a human a guinea pig. Human guinea pig is exactly the way I like to term it. Yes. Yeah. To, and then yep. you know, so at least you know what you're telling guys works yeah. and doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. I think it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun for me. It's because it's also a lot of fun, selfishly, to reach out to companies and be like, "Hey, I'm working with NBA players. Can you send me this?" Just because I want to try it. I think it's cool. But yeah, it's just. I mean. Overall, the whole. What are some of the weird things that you've tried just because, just to see if it was any uh, doing? I tried a thing called a ketone ester. And a ketone ester puts you into strict ketosis just like that. And if you know about ketosis, it makes you focus your energy, everything, at just an unbelievable high level. Basically, like literally like feeling like Iron Man within 30 minutes. So I've gotten to ketosis before by doing a five-day fast, not yeah, eating anything for five days. The ketogenic no, diet, yeah. But like literally fasting for five days got me to a millimole letter uh, uh, number, which is how you rate ketones. Anything over 1.0, you're in ketosis. I was at a 5.8 on a five-day fast. I took this ketone ester, which is straight ketones, and you mix it with... Uh, with glucose so you mix it with the carbs and the ketone and I was at 8.0 in 30 minutes so I went from I went from being like literally worn out that day to having just unbelievable energy focus like I was saying things in conversations that like I honestly like didn't know I knew those words it was just like everything turned you into like limitless limitless is exactly what it is and it just came out on the market too these ketone esters but it was like it was just it's like if I could take them every day I would but you don't want to get addicted or get get, get used to having that feeling but it was that's probably like one of the craziest things I've taken and is like it's it's things like that that I get to like try with and see like hey if this works for me let's let's use it on one of our players suit See if they like it. What would the? I mean, what would the, the the? How would that help a player? 
mean, I get them. It's unbelievable. Like, I, if they took I, that instead of Red Bull, I've been trying to help the company get into the NBA. And get, uh-huh. I mean, get out of Red Bull because Red Bull is going to give you a crash. Right. This doesn't give you a crash. And the NBA is in, has its home with Red Bull? Oh, man. Every NBA player chugs a Red Bull before they go out there. Not everyone, no. but, I mean, there's tons, tons of guys do. Yeah. Red Bull, I don't. I mean, I don't even think. I don't. I, I, half the time I've, I've had Red Bull. I don't. I bear, I bear, it doesn't really feel. Doesn't feel good in any way, and then it just feels nasty yeah. later. Exactly, but yeah, a lot of guys like that just yeah. straight kick from the start. It's funny. If you had to break in, help a guy break any really bad habit. I try to help every, everybody with nutrition. Yeah. I try to help them like understand nutrition, and you it's can never hard, like good nutrition yeah, on that level. I man, I you know you can never tell a guy like I mean I, I can't you can't just go like just cold turkey and start going super yeah. healthy, and especially when these players like I've had players that are just like three percent body fat, right. just unbelievably they, just they have athletes, and they're they eating burgers and fries. So how am I going to say, hey, you have a kale smoothie and? Uh, grilled chicken and, and that's what's going to help you like yeah forget that I'll keep eating my burgers and fries so it's a process I mean as the older as the guys get they realize it more and more and understand it and then it's fun to see like after a little while they're like man this actually feels really good I actually like this I actually like am into yeah. making these type of smoothies or whatever it might be that's cool Big time thank you to Rafe Bartholomew for coming on the Game of Life podcast and sitting down with me and taking the time to let me tell my story, my whole journey, everywhere that I've been, how I've gotten to where I am, where I foresee myself going in the future. And if you want to follow me on this journey that I'm on, and it's just an unbelievable blessing to be able to do what I'm doing every single day, wake up with that just vigor and joy to hop out of bed and just go attack the day. And if you want to follow that and be a part of it, check out dnabasketball.com and the Athlete of the Future Protocol, which is coming. And you can be a part of that. You don't have to be an NBA player to train like an athlete, mind, body, spirit, everything. You want to enhance your sleep, your nutrition, it's all right there. Check it out, dnabasketball.com. And you know what would be great to do this week? To go on iTunes and leave a five-star review. That always helps for the game of life as we get more sponsors and get back into the flow of me interviewing other people instead of them interviewing me. But hey, if you want more and you have have any questions, I can jump on and do some question and answer. Just let me know. Reach out to me. Very easy to get a hold of. Email, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it might be. It's all in the show notes as well as everything on Rate Bartholomew, his new book coming out, which will blow your mind. And here's your challenge for the week. Sit down and write your own story. It's just a great reflection process to see how far you've come and how how blessed you have been. We can't do this journey alone. We can't do it. It's not on ourselves. We have the Lord guiding us, and you can see in every step that you've been able to take that you have them too. And it's... uh, just your own story you're writing and you're able to choose that adventure that you're on every single day life does not have to be mundane it does not have to be strenuous or worrisome i mean we don't we don't have to go through it on our own and it's just an an unbelievable joyful process that you're able to do and write down what your goals are where do you want to get to and how are you going to get there take this time to go through this these steps and, and this process and hey tell your own story the world wants to hear it. I want to hear it. Let me know your story. DNABasketball.com to check out more about the Athlete of the Future. Game of Life podcast will be coming at you next week. And we have a huge lineup 
coming at you at the rest of the summer and the fall. But for now, have a great week. Remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.